Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. From radio shows past and some other bodily functions, it is indeed Clem Flurm who joins us on the phone this morning. How you doing, Clem? Good morning, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you for, for taking my call. my call. Yeah, you know it. Thank you. Long time no here, Clem. Well, you've been gone. I was gone. You but... missed my entry into the Homestead contest. <laughs> really? I have a whole bunch of them piled up here. I'll have to go through and see if I can find it. Was it read on the air already, Clem? Well, I read it on the air on Monday. I see. All right. Well, I'll go through it again. And uh, was it well received by the rest of the people here at the Buzz? or? I don't think I'm going to win. <laughs> well, I'll see if I can put in a good word for you, Clem. That would be nice. All right. Well, you know, I'm sitting in for Pat today. Normally, you have a nice chat with Pat. Yeah. He uh, sort of got taken out by the dentist uh, yesterday. He yeah, I know how that is. had a bad experience, and we're hoping if he is listening this morning, we do sincerely hope that he's feeling okay, because it's no fun when you go to the dentist and can't make it home. But uh, apparently had something to do with the, the nitrous oxide. Well, I, too, have had bad experiences at the at the dentist have office. you clem do you have a list of them Actually, perchance? i have the top nine bad experiences that i've had at the dentist oh very good we will get to that in just a moment i do want to ask you a quick question though yeah we were talking uh, about carla faye tucker who as you may or may not know was executed in texas last night and uh, her last meal i thought was kind of unusual for a last meal which was uh, her request was banana a banana, I think, not even like a bunch of bananas. A banana, some peaches, and a salad. And uh, we were kind of wondering what, uh, why, why the willpower now? What was the point of well, having the willpower now? You didn't want a lot of cholesterol. That stuff will kill you. <laughs> That's a very good point. A very good point. Thanks for that little show. I know you hate the drum. Yeah. Anyway, Clem, if, if we may ask, what would be your idea of the perfect last meal? Cheese. Oh. That somehow does not surprise me, Clem, but uh, well, if, if you ever have a last meal request, we're going to do everything we can to make sure we get you as much cheese as possible. I hope it never comes to that. All right, Clem, and now here are the top ten. Nine. Oh, nine, sorry. Top nine bad experiences at the dentist with... The valet parked my car in Tacoma, which I guess I should have seen that coming. Yeah. You know, that, that musical sting is... I, I like that just a little bit less than the drums. Um, <laughs> number eight. Yeah. Sometimes the gas smells like eggs. An exuberant, number seven, an exuberant x-ray tech made the hair on the left side of my head fall out. Number, am I supposed to be doing the numbers? Number six, I can do them, that's fine. Okay. Number six, the dental assistant was named Nurse Ratchet. That's a little Ken Kesey reference for our uh, more literate audience members. (laughs) Number five. Um, the dentist's knuckle hair got caught in my teeth. Oh! Number four. My dentist's breath was so bad that when he smoked, he blew onion rings. <laughs> Number three. Three. An unfortunate Novocaine reaction made my forehead droop down over my eyes. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Hello? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm just, never mind. Okay. Number two. Yeah. He made me take back all my spit from the sink. Oh. And the number one bad experience that you've had at the dentist 
that when I came to from the gas, yeah. I couldn't find my pants. Okie dokie. Thank you very much, Clem. Thanks very much, Clem Flurm. Pat Cashman, we miss you. We hope you're doing okay. And hopefully we will have him back tomorrow with your pants. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. No much to young girl. With all the charm. I think this guy is one of the, uh, this this singer is one of the underrated vocalists ever. Uh, he just had a wonderful, pure voice. Uh, in the band, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love. And now it hurts to know the truth. However... Yeah, However, he, this song uh, was a big hit for them. It has a definite pedophilia theme to it. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, very, especially very you true. now. Uh, in, in, in our current times. So I'm sure he... He, uh, yeah. he certainly doesn't seem like he was around for very long. Right? I yeah. mean, I guess not. Kinda... And, I, and I don't see, you know, there's every band in the world, it seems like, from that would be the 60s, 70s. Right. They seem to all be touring again. Maybe they've only got one member left, but they're still right. around. But I've never seen, uh, you know, Gary Puck and the Union Gap showing up at any of these revival concerts. No. Uh, so I don't know what happened. Well, I was, them. when did this come out? Do you know mm. when this came out? Because I was a young girl. I was a young girl. And get out of my I, mind. And I wanted to get the album, and my mother wouldn't let me buy it. Because of that? No, because of the word pucket. <laughs> You're kidding me. She said... She said, I just, it just, I don't like that name. It's, it's too close to something that's really, really bad. Oh, that's crazy. And I don't want you, I don't want you run around yelling, Gary, Gary Puckett, Gary Puckett. And so she wouldn't let me buy the album. Isn't that, that dumb? That is incredible. That's a great story yeah. though. Uh, but, yeah. And I'm, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I believe it to be true that Gary Puckett was not a made up name. That was his real yeah. name. I've never heard anybody called Puckett. I, that's I've never ever heard. Uh, there was a, heard, uh, I know a lot of Garys, but I don't a, know any. There's a Hall of Fame baseball player who played for the Minnesota Twins named Kirby Puckett, and we, we mm. actually had him in the studio at Como. You may not remember that. <laughs> well, you know Gary. how much I loved having the sports people in the yeah, studio. I mean, those were big big days for me. I, I what I remember about day. Gary Puckett, I mean uh, about Kirby Puckett, the player, is that he had an eye. Uh, issue and, and the disease in his eyes and and uh, it was, it was uh, and so he was traveling around promoting uh, for a cure for that disease I believe which yeah. is what brought him to our radio studio and uh, he he did he looked unlike a, a typical prototypical baseball player he was kind of rotund short mm-hmm. uh, but he just was an incredible uh, uh, athlete in spite of the fact that he didn't really look like one. And hmm. uh, we have some dear friends from Bemidji, Minnesota, and big Minnesota twin fans. And they named their dog Kirby Puckett. And so <laughs> when Kirby Puckett, Cute. the man, came to visit us in the studio, I thought I, we, I would, it would charm him if I said, hey, you know what? I've got Uh-oh. some close friends that named their dog Kirby Puckett. And oh. he gave me a look, and, and he said, man... I'd, I can't tell you how many people have named their dogs Kirby Puckett. <laughs> Move on. And I just thought, man, that's kind of off-putting. You could have just at least just smiled. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. He was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I remember he was a jerky interview. And uh, oh, so but that that was just maybe maybe he was having a bad day. Uh, who knows? Maybe. So anyway, uh, Gary Puckett in the union. You know how the Union Gap? You know how they got the name the Union Gap? This is what I. I don't know. This is what I heard. Is it, I've read this. Is it 
Is it British? No. It has to do... There's oh. a town uh, just outside of Yakima called Union Gap. Oh, and yeah. And the story is that Kirby... I'm, I keep being... I keep conflating the two. It uh, Gary Puckett said that that, uh, that well, we got to come up with a name for my backup band here. What shall it be? And they supposedly uh, he or somebody took a, a, a map of the United States. It wasn't even necessarily a map of Washington State, and they just just kind of whirled their finger in the air and they settled down and it landed on the town of Union Gap, just outside of Yakima, How? and that's where they came, got the name. How random. Yeah. I'm thinking, man, with with any other move, it could have been Gary Puckett and the Kent, which just <laughs> right. doesn't even sound good. Or Gary Puckett and the, I don't know, Fife Five. Or, uh, <laughs> it's just funny how... That actually sounds that good, sound the Fife so Five. It, but no. things work out. Looking into it a little further, it turns out that Gary Puckett grew up in Yakima. So that's probably where the name came from. He lived near Union Gap and said, oh, that's a good name for a band. And also, I find out as I looked on the Internet that he is still touring, at least by himself. And he's got a few gigs coming up in Las Vegas. So there you go. So, uh, we left on kind of a cliffhanger last episode. You were trying to put up a, uh, a chandelier, a light, oh. above your uh, inner doorway, and then you were frustrated, and you started weeping, and it, it <laughs> and then you, but you determined when we wrapped up last yes. week that you were going to go back and take it on again. Right. It wasn't going to beat me. I was going right, to win. Right. So... Uh, I know we're all we've got our nails chomped down to the to the quick on what happened. Right. Well, so we wrapped up, and I <clears throat> I dusted myself off, and I went out in the garage, and I got the ladder, and I put the ladder up, and I got my screwdriver out, and I put that up there, yeah, and I yeah, yeah. got got everything, got the box back yeah, out, and yeah, yeah. went and turned off the electricity oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. and then uh-huh. I and then I studied it. Yeah. Do you ever just study do you see, do you ever just study stuff for a minute and go, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna study it because I'm gonna Do you, do you gonna... read instructions uh, when they're given do you read them? Yeah. Oh yes. Are yes. you very uh, you, punctilious you about it? I, I scan yes. them and then I always miss the crucial thing. Because I, I just Why? I don't know. I Why? just won't sit. I, I think it takes too much time to read the directions. I, I Yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah. Okay, look, right. And then this. Okay, yeah. Instead of <laughs> sitting down and really, really going through it. That's, yeah, that's what I that's do. That's a mistake I, I make. Do. So you, But yeah. you don't do that mistake. No, I look through it very carefully, make sure I've got all the parts, because they usually give you a parts list, yeah. and, you know, A, B, and C, and you have six bolts, and and, and so, it, and the instructions are really great on this chandelier. It's just, there's so many parts to it, and as I mentioned last time, it just, none of the bolts lined up right once I got it up in the ceiling, and it's very hard to work overhead, and that's why I just collapsed in a sobbing puddle of, I can't do this, and I put everything away and called it a night. So I, I, I tackle, I go go at it again, and I get everything out, and I, I it's all set up, and I'm ready to go, yeah. and I'm just standing there, and I'm studying it, and I'm like... Maybe I should go get a glass of wine and look at it. Now, this is the mistake so, you made last time, but you do not remember well, that? Well, I don't know that that was the mistake. I don't think that was the mistake. I think the mistake was that the bolts didn't line up. It didn't have anything to do with the wine I was drinking. Did the directions, so. did the directions that you read... <laughs> specifically say now step three go get a glass of wine 
<laughs> it, they should. They should. Make it a, so make I, it a Pinot Gris uh, about uh, 1978 <laughs> right. uh, or 79, right. perhaps. Yeah. Right. And only have a couple of sips and then, and then and if, go to step And if four. you're not sure of the wine to choose, talk to the sommelier <laughs> at your Rite Aid store. <laughs> no, at the hardware store where you got the light. <laughs> So I, I got the wine out and I'm looking at it. And the more I looked, looked at it, the more I thought, I just, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I just, I thought, I think what happened was it, it, the time is so close to when I failed. I think I need to give it more room. So as of right now, yeah. it is still hanging <laughs> from my ceiling <laughs> I love because it. I, love it. I just said, you know what? This just doesn't feel like the right time. So I put everything away, turned the electricity back on, poured another glass of wine, and I went out in the yard. And so it's been hanging there for stuff. over a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's still hanging yeah. there. Well, you know, I, I think I might have told you this in the last podcast. Yeah. I, have been to your, I know what you said. I've been to your house a yeah. million times, and I've never noticed that you had a light I up know. there. Even though I noticed that you do have that uh, little... Uh, the words there you you put on that say welcome or something like that. Yeah, or so say on, get on one, out, perhaps. So. One side of the one it's a built-in box up in the yeah. ceiling and on one one side of the box it says hello when you walk in, which is really cute, and That's then when you turn around and get and when you get the hell out it, it gets, says goodbye. It says get the hell out. Uh, right. Well maybe I never noticed the light before because it was not a particularly notable light, but the one you're putting in now I think you're trying to make more of a statement with yeah, a more it's impressive a really... light. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce and all the runner in the night. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce and all the runner in the night. Pretty little chandelier with all crystal thingies, and, and again, there's a ton of parts that you got to hang, and I can't even get the first part in. So I'm going to just let it hang there for a little bit. You did say to me that probably nobody's even going to notice that it's just hanging there. Yeah. So next time I I'm just, next time I'm if it's still hanging there, next time I'm up, yeah, uh, your direction, uh, I'll be that third hand that you need. Oh no way! Why not? No, no, no. I no. What? What? You? What? Because you you will get so frustrated with no, this. No, you, all you need is a third it's gonna, arm. Right? It, it's going to ruin our whole night. Now come on. No. Yeah, I, no. What you're saying is you don't Thank think I can you. do it. Thank you very much for the offer. It's very kind of you to to help mm. me, but I don't think you're the man for the job. <laughs> wow. That is. T- Damn, that really I'm hurts. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. That's two women. That's two women now in my life that think I'm not the man for the job. Who's the other one? Uh, she's just down the hall, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that really so, hurts. Anyway, but, but I, I do sorry, appreciate. But thank you. Uh, as painful as it is, I do appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to. I'll. Yeah, it'll the day will come when I'll go. All right, I'm gonna tackle. I just it's not now. I can't, I've got other things. I've got other fish to okay, fry. Okay, all right. I got other stuff to mess up. So there's that. Hey, uh, hey, I want to uh, tell you something. Re- can I tell you something really quick oh, before we move yeah, on this? Because it's just a tiny little story has to do with. Um, well, it doesn't matter. But I so I was out uh, <laughs> in my uh, with the door hey, open. By the way, the Fred Meyer where you had to go uh, the yes. other day is that the one yes. on Lake City Way? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh! I have to tell you. I was you trying this. to think so, of what, where what would the closest Fred Meyer would be to your house, and I. Thought, so I go. So I go to Fred Meyer because I told you. Oh my gosh! I got to go to Fred Meyer. It's the day before a holiday. Eight million people are going to be there, but I had to go pick up my prescription. So I go to Fred Meyer, and it's hard to just go in and get a prescription and not buy other little chocolates. Oh, I it... know. <laughs> and I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. They got good stuff there. Yeah, they do. That's a big <laughs> store. That one. They got they got big crap there. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good stuff there. So I'm so I get the biggest shopping cart possible and I'm 
get my prescription and I'm tooling around and I'm buying all this crap that, that you I don't need. It's, yeah. it's funny how you don't realize that you you go down there and you go, oh, I didn't know I need this, and then you buy it. So I get to into the checkout line, and the, the guy's really nice, and he checks out all my stuff, and he goes, no, do you have any coupons? And I said, no, I don't have any coupons. He goes, and he looks at me, he goes, well, you know, Tuesdays is senior day here at Fred Meyer. <laughs> and I went, so? And he goes, well, for people 55 and over, you get a discount. And he kind of looked at me, and I went, yes. I'm 55 and over. So I was I, at the I was overjoyed cuz I got a big fat discount, but I was really um depressed that he even looked at me and said, "You know, it's senior day." <laughs> I know. But it's been, so it's it got to be at it least it's got to be at least 40 years since anybody ever wanted to see my ID to buy booze. It was upsetting. It was upsetting in a way, and I thought and it was really nice, and I saved a whole bunch of money, but I kind of walked out. Yeah. I kind of... Okay, that's enough Bill Withers music. Sorry. Walked out and started crying. Are you again, getting the, the AARP car. magazine? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's I when getting... you know you've crossed over. And, I, that and was I've years been getting ago. it for about, you know, well, like I said, about 40, 40 50 years yeah. now. Uh, are you a member of AARP? Yes. yes. You are? Hey, now here's the thing. And I never, I never do this. I never remember it. But in you, if you go into a restaurant, for example, pull out your AARP card, you're going to get a discount. Pull out your AAA card, you get a little more discount. Yeah. Uh, I mean, use all those cards to save money. Pretty soon, they're paying you to eat their food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's pressing. So, okay. Well, so speaking back of that, to... one more thing. Uh, Applebee's is now featuring multiple... Beers on Draft. That's their new campaign. Really? Yeah. I think they should change their name to Apple Beers. They have nothing <laughs> but beer in, in Applebee's now. And I haven't been into an Applebee's. I haven't either. Uh, for years and years. But uh, there's a friend of mine that was in the military. He goes every Veterans Day because veterans eat free at Applebee's. Oh, and I said, nice. And I say to him, I say, well, I know you were a veteran and God love you for your service and all of that, but. I don't know. I, I, if they had uh, like a, a former radio personality day at Applebee's, I wouldn't go in there to eat for free on that day. How come? I, I don't know. You were just, it's just something you were just slightly you were just touting. You were just touting all the cards you're supposed to whip out when you have a meal and save money. Why on earth wouldn't you go have a free one? I am an ambulatory contradiction. Yes, you are. Yes. And did you know, I don't know if Denny's is still doing this, but you're supposed to get free um, meal on your birthday at Denny's if you show them your driver's license. Yeah, I've, I've tried that, too. I don't know if they're too. still doing I've that. tried that, but uh, uh, when I showed up uh, seven days in a row for my birthday, they, right. they caught on. They're, right. they're pretty smart. By the way, you know how I love songs about self-pity, and this one is a masterpiece. Today has been my birthday, and tonight I should be glad. The great Hank Lachlan. But you were here to share it, and inside I hurt so bad. I didn't want your presence, just your kiss and company. And your lips to softly whisper Happy birthday to me Hang on, it gets better. But I came home all by myself And lit the candle That poor guy. Made a wish for you and love that used to be Oh, the humanity. I unwrapped the tiny package that I bought myself. And he's got a tiny package. Then I sang happy birthday to me. So I'm standing, I'm in the, I have the front door open and I uh, can see out down my driveway. And at the end of the driveway, I had my recycle bin and my garbage bin out um, that I hadn't pulled in. I'm, I don't know why. It takes me like two days to get them back into the, into the garage or sometimes three days. That's a long driveway. Yeah. yeah. And so it just takes me forever. So they've been sitting out there for a couple of days. And I'm out there watering the plants on the front porch and this car pulls up 
and often people turn around in my driveway because I have a big, wide driveway. Does that annoy so, you? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm like, well, I are, didn't build this. They're in your, build it they're for on you your to property. Pull around. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my, get off my lawn. So I was, this car pulls up and I'm thinking, oh, he's just going to back up and turn around like everybody else. And he gets out of his car, goes to my recycle bin, and I can't quite see over the fence, and throws something in there. Oh, come on. And I'm looking at him, and I just said, and I got to shut my mouth once in a while, but I said, <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> and he kind of pops his head up over the fence. He goes, and he was very nice. He said, oh, uh, I'm just, I need to throw my bottle away, my bottles away. Sorry. Thanks. I went, oh, all right. So I Wait a minute. Elite. Wait, that's no ex. Why are you throwing them away in your recycling bin? Well, I, I panicked i didn't know what to say yeah. I, I mean what am i gonna say you no panic. reach in it reach in and get him <laughs> out panic. that's not for you oh i didn't know what to oh say oh my god this is the this is the worst situation <laughs> ever I, i'm panicking i don't know what to I don't say know. Oh. i don't know what to say <laughs> I, so i went okay And he left, and I, so I go out to the, because I'm like, I wonder what he threw in there, so. You know what I, would be unforgivable? If he what? threw, like, Bud Light bottles in there, or a Coors Light. Pat Any Cashman. Any kind of domestic beer. Pat, Pat Cashman. Yes. I went to the recycle bin, and there was a six-pack of empty Coors bottles. Oh! press charges no lie <laughs> and i'm like you effer On the- why so was he drinking while he was and then he's all of a sudden he's well i gotta get these empty beer bottles out of my car i'll throw them in this lady's recycle bin it just really torqued me i don't know i don't know why i had plenty of room <gasps> but i was go take those aren't my bot you get those bottles out of here yeah but i did yeah I, I if they them. were uh you know uh I don't know, some kind of an IPA or some sort of more sophisticated <laughs> yeah. uh, no. custom beer. That would be one thing, but th- that... No, it, did, it didn't make any difference. No. I just thought, the, really, you just pull right up and throw them away. What a cab. And there's, there's been this big discussion on, I'm on this, I don't know if you have this app called nextdoor.com. I've seen it. I don't have it. So I, I kind of, I go on there and you can just, it's just stuff around, around the neighborhood, which is a good idea yeah, to, I like it. you know, keep people informed of what's going on. You know, and there was this, the, ja- the Jannies are right. getting divorced. Did you know <laughs> right. that? Right. And they have a free couch if you want to go pick it up. <laughs> so uh, there's been this big discussion, this big debate. I mean, people just have been, their fur has all been up a- around people who walk their dogs pick up the poop in a plastic bag, but pop it in the trash can on their, somebody's trash can along the way. Oh my God, you would have thought <laughs> this, this people are just all completely riled up. And some people are like, oh, for crying out loud. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. If somebody just puts a, at least it's the poops in a plastic bag. Where are they supposed and then other to people, put it? And then other people are like, yeah, but it really stinks up my garbage can. And I really hate it. Why don't they just take it home and put it in their garbage? I mean, there's like 40 different conversations and, and comments on this one topic. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, none of those people are talking about Trump, but they're all talking about dog crap right. in their right. in their garbage right. can. But I can see, I mean, I got a little, and I don't know what that was, a territorial about my recycle bin, about this guy driving it. down the street, pulling down, pulling over to put stuff in my recycle bin. Well, you know, the uh, uh, most retail stores and businesses, they have these signs that you're not supposed to dump your stuff into their garbage uh, yeah. bins. And, and so I think by the same rule, it's kind of tacky to say the least, that they would decide. And why did he choose your driveway among all the others possible? Because I didn't pull my bins in for four days. That's why. I wonder if he would have walked all the way down to your garage door if it had been down there. (laughs) Right, or just set him on the curb. I'll deal with it for you. Hey, I just mentioned uh, 
uh, President Trump, and and I I've gotten a f- few emails from people who say you you guys were really all over the place about the President Trump. Uh, what do you mean all over the place? Well, we, we I mean that you would you would spend entire podcast talking about this. Your position yeah. on how you feel about him is pretty well established, uh, and now you don't talk about it anymore. And uh, and uh, so so I I say, and I think you and I both agreed. You know what? I we don't want to add any more fuel to this, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't advance anything. And mm-hmm. and I know you dropped out of Facebook for a while, and and yeah. and my wife has put me on a no MSNBC, uh, no TV political See, shows yeah. thing. I taped all those shows on mm-hmm. Sunday. I'd watch them all, and 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 uh, I, for the last several weeks, it's been. Uh, the no Trump zone, and I tell you, it's great. Yeah, how do you feel? I feel Seriously. really good. I, I just, I, did, I realized, yeah, you got to keep. If you got a wild dog running around, you want to keep an eye on it, but you don't let it define your day from the moment you get up in the morning until you go to bed at night. That's what I was that's doing. That's a good way to. That's a good way to put it. I, me too. I was, I was, I was consumed by it. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I and just I feel. Think, I think things. Better. Let's just let things take their course. Uh, I have no control over any of it, and so why, you know, why spend my day obsessing about this stuff? Uh, it and so it's been a wonderfully refreshing thing, and we haven't even mentioned it on our podcast for a long time because that's not mm-hmm. our role in this podcast. Right. We're trying to talk about everyday topics, and if we can get people uh, amused along the way, then then we've done our job. So. But I think part of it, too, is that, you know, we talk about uh, stuff that um, affects us and, and experiences that you and I have had. And, and those are all interesting. And th- that did affect us. And that was on top top of our mind when when the election happened. And so I think it was fine to talk about it. But you're right. Now it's just kind of boring. It kind of is boring. I'm bored. I'm the chairman of the board. I'm a lengthy like a dog. Hey, yeah. uh, uh, last week we, um, I, in, in an effort to make things right, I decided that I would, you, you had asked me to end a podcast with a joke after we had talked about something rather morose. I, I, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. And so I thought at least for the second week in a row, if you're okay with this, I would like to tell a joke, uh, and indeed three of them, before this podcast is done, even though we're well along here. Yeah, I was surprised that I had caught you off guard. You didn't have anything really See, that you and, could, and you I, didn't have a go-to joke, yeah. so I appreciate you doing a make good on this Okay, so so if you're okay with it, let's, uh, let's do the first of these jokes. And you don't have to laugh. Uh, the joke will be so Oh, I know. I'm going to... I know. There's a... There's a an open and a close for this produced bit. Okay? Here we okay. go. Joke number one. The local bar was so sure that its bartender was the strongest man in the city that they offered a standing bet for $1,000. Here is the bet. The bartender will squeeze a lemon until all the juice has run into a glass, and then he's going to hand that same lemon to a patron and anybody who can squeeze one more drop, just one more <laughs> drop of juice out of that lemon would win the $1,000. Well, wow. a lot of people tried over time. There were weightlifters that came in. There were longshoremen. There were lumberjacks. There were this big bodybuilder guy. But nobody could get another drop out of that lemon after the bartender had squeezed it. Mm-hmm. Until one day, this scrawny little guy comes in. He's about this tall. Yeah. He's like my size. He wore <laughs> he had thick glasses, he had a polyester suit. He was a uh he just a tiny diminutive skinny wimpy little guy and he comes walking into the bar and he said, "I'd like to try that bet." And everybody's laughing in the place. They're all chuckling and the bartender says, "Hey, yeah, right, sure, you could do this." Okay. Uh, let me grab this lemon here, and I'm going to squeeze it. Ah! And all the juice comes out into the glass. And when he's done, he hands this 
wrinkled little rind to the little teeny man. He said, okay, <laughs> you try it, bub. Now the crowd's laughter, it continues until it becomes rather silent because this little guy clinches his fist around this lemon and six drops fall into the glass. Wow. And then a seventh. Oh. An eighth. Oh. And one more ninth drop into the glass. The crowd is absolutely cheering. The bartender says, Here's your thousand dollars, bub. I can't believe you did that. Uh, let me ask you this, though. What do you do for a living? Are you uh, like a lumberjack? Are you uh, a mechanic? Uh, do you lift weights? I mean, what, what do you do for a living? The guy says, Oh, me? I'm an IRS agent. Okay. That's, that's very the first. Good. That's the first that, one. Okay. That was very good. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a good joke, isn't it? Yeah, that is a good joke. It's from a book I called The Greatest Joke Book Ever, and so far it's been delivering the goods, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. Hey, um, I was w wondering the other day, uh, and I don't I didn't examine this line of thinking very far so I, I don't know how far we'll get here but I, my wife and I were talking she got up this morning and she said and I said how are you hon and she goes oh my nose is really stuffy I just I really sinuses my sinuses are really bad this time of year and I go yeah me too I mean my nose is itching like crazy and uh, and I realized it's funny how as you get older the topics change uh, in your everyday exchange. Yes. Like, like when we were young and married, it would be like, oh, oh, our kids, they've got itchy noses. Their noses are dripping. I'm worried about that. <laughs> and now it's all about, oh, my nose itches. My nose is running. And yeah. It, it's fun. When you, when you are certainly, like when you're a teenager, you're, con well, I don't know where I'm going with this, but except that the topics get worse. And I remember this, there was this radio show that I could pick up when I was uh, in high school and college, and I used to listen to it. It came on late at night. It was from this radio station, KSL, out of Salt Lake City. And it uh, it said it was Clear Channel, KSL. Mm. And Clear Channel meant, you know, most radio station signals, especially AM signals, they go in a certain pattern so that they don't interrupt other stations that are on the same frequency. Oh. But KSL was what they called clear channel. And so it could go out in a 360-degree pattern everywhere, straight out. And so you could get it all over the country. And it came booming in to my house in little old central Oregon. And uh, you could hear it as clear as days. Wow. Clear as the, the local station. And there was this guy on there, and I've Googled him, and I'm having trouble finding any information about him, but the host of the show was a talk show. His name was Herb Jepko, and he, he had a great voice like this. <laughs> and, and he would, uh, and, but it wasn't a talk show talking about politics or that sort of thing, or sports. It was, this would be a typical call. All right, let's go to line two, and it is jenna from uh our beautiful state of arkansas jenna uh well, what's up hi herb i love your show <laughs> thank you um boy my my uh sciatica is not good it is not good <laughs> oh yes i remember you called a couple of weeks ago about it is it worse than now than it was then Oh, my, yes. It's terrible. The doctor says he's never seen one as bad. He's never seen one. He's not actually seen it, but he felt it, and it is not good. Well, listen, you take care of yourself, okay? <laughs> okay. I love you, Herb. Goodbye. Let's go to line three. And it's uh, Fred from uh, uh, the beautiful state of Nevada. Fred, how you doing? I'd like to tell you I'm doing good, Herb, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I got them, uh, I got this swelling in my ankles that is just, they can't figure it out, and I can't figure it out. I'm just in terrible pain 24 hours a day. 
That is really horrible news. And the whole show would be just that. <laughs> so he wouldn't even offer them any advice or anything. He was just there to be an ear. He's an ear. He and he offers uh, uh, he offers empathy. But uh, but if that the whole show would be just people talking about their ailments. I don't yeah. know if that was the intention of the show uh, to begin with, but that's what it became. And it, and it, I just and as a kid, you know, you think it's funny <laughs> because you don't have any problems. You know, right. You just think these old farts. What are they? What What are they complain? You know. I'm sure glad I'm not them. Well, now yeah. I am, and I would probably call into Herb's show if he was still on. Everybody hurts sometimes. I have a, um, a beloved aunt who you've met and you yes. know. Yeah. And uh, she's Love in her seventies now. Uh, upper 70s Ooh. and <clears throat> i will get on the phone with her and start talking about things and she's never at a loss for words because she's got so many friends that i don't know who have medical problems and she she just goes down the list of you know what martha's dealing with and oh her brother's got this going on but they're going to be fine and i just she, uh, she somehow thinks that you care about this i don't even know these people but right. she will just give me an, a complete update on all of these medical uh maladies that they're going through it is uh, I mean, I just, and I just let her talk. I do my nails while she's talking to me. I do the dishes. Uh, I've refinished a floor once <laughs> while she was talking. But it just seems like that's what she wants to talk about. Yeah. Isn't that, it's it's odd that you're right, that when you get older, that's the thing. And maybe it's because we're, we're like noticing all of these things that are going to ultimately uh, yeah. result in our demise right. that it's top of mind well you know in reason. the movies when a, a movie can be going along just fine and all of a sudden one of the major characters goes <coughs> and you know uh oh they're gonna die they're right. gonna die right and so <laughs> in in similar fashion as you when you get to be a certain age anything that oh that, that hurts i wonder if i have cancer there you know and you immediately go there in a I way know. that you never did as a kid no. But now you think every little thing, uh-oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yep. boy, yeah. oh, boy, oh, yeah. boy, I'm a goner. Yeah. Hey, it's time for another joke. Okay, good. And and after we do this, because talking about being a teenager, what you just said, <clears throat> brought up something for me that I want to ask you about, which Got is it. childhood pranks. And I want to... Oh. I... I I, I don't know how I get on this stuff, but I heard something and then I went online and I came up, I found this article about all these horrible things that ch we would do to each other as kids. And I want to see how many of them you know. But yes, let's let's go to joke number two. I'm well, we can skip the joke. Very excited. Okay, here it comes. A man was feeling very depressed. He walked into a bar and he ordered up a triple scotch whiskey. A triple. Wow. The bartender poured him the drink and he said, Well, that's a pretty heavy drink right there. And by the way, I am the bartender, the strong bartender from the other joke. He sounds, yeah, he sounds Can familiar. I show you the lemon trick? Uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, I'm worried about you, sir, because a triple is unusual. Is there something wrong? Guy drinks his triple whiskey down and says, Yeah, there's something wrong. You damn right there's something wrong. I got home today. And I found my wife in bed with my best friend. Oh, my no. best friend. Oh, man. Mm. Let me pour you a second triple scotch. And by the way, this one is on the house. Thank you. I appreciate that. So when you came into the room and you saw your wife with you, your... Uh, my best friend. Yeah. So what did you do? Well, I walk over to my wife. And I'm fuming. And I look her straight in the eye, and I said to her, Pack up your stuff and get out! <laughs> get out! <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But uh, what about your best friend? Well, let me tell you. I walked over to him, and I looked him right in the eye, and I said, Bad Dog! 
that's kind of wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wrong on a co- yeah. couple of levels. So yeah, you're, you, that's borderline you, dirty. You got into this uh, thing about childhood pranks. and Yeah, and I, heard they, a, I heard a phrase, uh, and I don't know if I heard it on a TV show. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I heard the phrase, wet willy, and I went, <laughs> and there was... <laughs> And there wasn't, for whatever reason, whatever I was watching, there was no context for it or something. So I went, hey, I'm going to go look that up. I always look stuff up. So I looked up a wet willy. And hey, before I... you tell me what a wet willy is, that's one of my favorite songs from the 70s. It was a group called Wet Willy. And this is the song. Keep on. That guy's a good singer. I like yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you don't so, know what you don't know what a wet willy is. Um, so let me I, tell you. I, so anyway, I, I I should know. I, it has to do with wetting your fingers or something. Yes, like. yes. Yeah. So you wet your finger, and this is usually done on someone who's sleeping. It's most effective <laughs> when they're asleep, and you wet your finger, and then you stick it in their ear. <laughs> That's a wet is that dumb or what? It's dumb. Well, these are all childhood stuff. So I found this whole list of of pranks, and I wanted to see a how many you knew, okay. and b how many you had done or had done to you. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'll take this test. Now, uh, the the other wet thing, of course, is when somebody is sleeping that you you dip their hand into water with the right. idea that they're going to urinate, right, or, or wake up. Uh, and Does that really have work? To pee. I don't know. Uh, I'll try it on you sometime and see. <laughs> okay, that'll be awesome. All right, so you know you've heard of the wedgie. <clears throat> yeah. And and what I what's interesting there's there's different names for these things in different parts of the country. Like in Canada, it's not called a wedgie; it's called a gachi. Oh. And uh, that, of course, is when you yank the victim's underwear up so hard that it wedges um, right between their <laughs> buttocks. Uh, and it could even be so so violent that it actually tears their pant their underwear off, and then I think there's a a twist on it called the atomic wedgie, which <laughs> which is where you could actually pull it up over their head. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, uh, but you, I know of course what a wedgie is. Have you ever heard of the Melvin? No. It's a it's a kind of a variant of the wedgie, but this time. <laughs> <laughs> the underwear is pulled up from the front to cause injury oh. or severe pain to the uh, genitals of the victim. Oh, my God. That's, that's called well, a Melvin. Yeah, so <laughs> that's uh, uh, Both uh, of them not, are not on the list. Okay. Uh, this one I didn't, uh, I didn't know. I didn't understand this one. Maybe you can explain it to me, and I didn't Oh, I'm sure I can, further. yes. It's called the circle game. Hmm. And the circle game, and this is how it's explained on this list. It's uh, whereby a person gets someone else to look at their hand while forming a circle below the waist. If they look, oh, yeah. the prankster gets to hit them. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't get it either. Yeah, yeah. But so, I, I've I've seen it. I've seen mention of it, but I don't quite get the bit. I don't get it either. But yeah, if they look, then the the prankster gets to hit them. Um, and that was actually. This is interesting. The circle hand game can be traced back to the 20s when uh, the uh, there was a frat house in, in uh, New York, at a New York college, and they were searching for a way to haze pledges without actually breaking the anti-hazing rules, and that's what they came up with. So, hmm. all right, how about this one? Um, a Hertz donut. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> So this this prank actually fools the victim into giving their permission to get punched. So what you do is you 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 walk up to your target and you don't have you a, think. Mo- and by the way, to state the obvious, these are largely male 
pranks, right? I would I would say they are, but I've been involved in some of these Have as you? a kid. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you walk up with an empty uh, a, a donut box or pastry box, and you say, "Hey, would you like a Hertz donut?" And then if the target says, well, yeah, I'll have one, then you punch him in the arm and you go, hurts, don't it? (laughs) So dumb. It's so dumb. Pretty good, though. Pretty creative. Uh, How about, um, let's see, where is the... um, How about this one? Uh, These are some of the easy ones. Uh, Putting the kick me sign on somebody's back. Yeah. That's That's a dandy. Uh, somebody, I went to a wedding one time where a guy, uh, it was a Catholic ceremony and he, the, uh, the bride, the bridegroom has to kneel down at one point and, uh, and on, somebody has written on the, the soles of his shoes, help me. <laughs> you told me that. That's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Uh, how about the titty twister? Oh Yeah. I think everybody knows the Titty Twister. <laughs> now listen to this. And so I hate it, that one. Oh. It's called here's here's a couple of other words for it: the nipple twist, <clears throat> ruby booby, uh, <laughs> nipple cripple, titty twister, or purple nipple. <laughs> and that's where that's so <laughs> I know. And that's of course where you take their nipple and you just twist it as hard as you can. It's a twister. It's a twister. This is interesting. This happened. Do you know where Gold Hill, Oregon is? No, you live I don't. Right down that area. Nope, so there. Were, nope, never heard this, of it. This happened in uh, back in 2005. There was a teenager living there that was charged with a misdemeanor for doing the nipple cripple on an, one of his friends, and the kid. Well, got, it is. It's the, an assault. It, I know the key got fined like sixty bucks, and he had to do community service. Yeah, it, causes, it causes bruising and possible abrasion. I, I, I would get that. Yeah. Um, it, and that reminds me of one called the Indian burn. Do you know yes, that one? Yes, the, the Indian burn. And there's several words for the Indian burn uh, or several other ways to say it, um, it, depending on what part of the country you're from. Uh, it's called the Chinese burn in the United Kingdom and Australia. It's called buffalo skin in India. <clears throat> and in Canada, it's called a snake bite or... Indian sunburn. Isn't that interesting? And, and basically what it is is you you grab somebody's forearm. Yes. And, and you twist. It, you twist it and it, it, the, the friction causes a, a burning sensation. It's yeah, you painful. twist it in opposite directions. My dad <clears throat> used to, uh, when we were, would be, I'd be in the car with him or any of my brothers, he would suddenly reach over and he's in the driver's seat and we're sitting alongside him in the front seat and he would grab our uh the top of our just above the knee he would grab Mm -hmm. and he would squeeze it and it would just kill you it was just (laughs) painful and it wasn't painful painful pain but it was just like it was the combination of of a hard grab and a and a tickle and it would just it was murderously (laughs) horrible and he would do it all the time just because he thought it was funny, and uh, uh, do you know what a um, do you know what a swirly is? Uh, yeah, that's where you put. That's just such a guy. That's thing. a frat house thing. Yeah, it's you where pick you pick somebody up. Uh, it usually takes a couple, three people to do it, and you dump somebody's head into a toilet and flush it. And flush it. <laughs> Thus, the swirly. The swirly. Yeah. How about a flat tire? Um, is that stepping on a, somebody's heel? Yeah, so you step, um, yeah. it's either, yeah, it's a flat tire where you, you step on their heel and push the back the heel, of their the shoe The heel of down. their shoe, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good one. There's a variant uh, on that where you can actually mm-hmm. kick their heel forward as it lifts and make them s- fall down. So <laughs> well, another, so good fall, another good That's fall down one is so the shoelacing. Yes, the shoe- where you tie somebody's shoes. That happened in my high school all the time. During lunch hour, somebody would sneak under the table and tie a guy's shoelaces together. So when he gets up, he, <laughs> it's just so he mean. falls down. Yeah. It's so mean. Um, short or, or the noogie, uh, yep, yeah. which is interesting. There's a couple of different names for the noogie. 
call you could call it a monkey scrub, hippo mm-hmm. handing, or a Russian haircut. I don't know why it would be called that, <laughs> but that I, hurts. I hope that, that, that Trump's, really hurts. Trump's going to meet with a Putin. I yeah. I, I I challenge him to give Putin <laughs> a Russian haircut. Yes. Um, and then you know, there's the time-honored one of short sheeting. We still do it to our adult friends who are I even think, older than we are. I think it's hilarious. That is short, just short sheeting works really well. So funny, and you have to and, explain. And of course, how, the old yeah, standby of pantsing. Yeah, you, but you have to explain how short sheeting works because not everybody knows how it works. But it's really oh, yeah. brilliant, and it's very easy to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you 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 fold the sheet of a bed in such a way that you've 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 made it only about. Only about two feet deep. Well, and yeah, it's, okay. It's really so, easy to do, so see, that when people get into bed, the the sheet on top and everything looks normal. But when they get into bed, they their feet don't go anywhere. Right. They're, they're, so they basically you go take, down about. You have to take the top sheet and pull right. it all the way over the top of the bed, so it looks like the bottom sheet. Then you take the bottom of that top sheet, fold it in half. To right. where it looks like the top sheet. And so then you open it up and you get in. And if you're really strong, you can actually punch your feet right through the bottom of that thing. So you gotta be careful <laughs> on who who you perpetrate that on. Hey, let's pick let's pick this up on our next podcast. Mm-hmm. We've never done this before, but let's pick it up. All right. Uh, because I think we got a ways to go and, and, and we're re- reaching the end of the line here, and I want to do that oh, final joke. Oh yes, the final joke. Okay, here it comes. Sam was throwing back a few beers at a busy local bar when he looked over and he saw a drunk passed out at a nearby table. And the bartender said, You, uh, you obviously remember me from the other two jokes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, that drunk guy is uh, named Mr. Foster. Oh. And uh, I was wondering if you could drive Mr. Foster home. Well, sure, I'm a good guy and... I want to help out, so sure, I'll drive him home. So the bartender wrote down Mr. Foster's address for Sam, and he returned to his other customers. So Sam gets up, and he goes over to Mr. Foster, and he tries to rouse him, but Foster is groggy. He's drunk. So Sam helps Foster to his feet, but immediately Mr. Foster falls to the floor in a heap. Good Lord, thinks Sam. How could anybody drink so much? They can't even stand up. Wow. So he takes Mr. Foster by the arm, practically drags him out to the car. He props him up against the side of the car while he's fumbling for his keys, but Foster immediately slides down the car to the ground. Wow. Jeez. So Sam finally finds his keys. He somehow manages to get Foster into the car. They drive to the address the bartender has given Sam. And when they arrive, Sam opens the passenger door. And down he goes, again, promptly to the ground, in a heap. So Sam manages to drag him to the front door of the house, helps him to his feet. Just then, Mrs. Foster appears at the door. (laughs) Sam... Uh, let's go of Mr. Foster, who uh, falls to the floor on the porch. Uh-oh. And Sam says, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you must be Miss Mrs. Foster. Yes, I am. I'm Mrs. Foster. Well, your husband had a little too much to drink tonight. I gave him a ride home. Oh, that was really nice of you. You're welcome. But where is his wheelchair? <laughs> I like that one. Success. I thought for sure you'd send me at least a birthday card. But the postman didn't even stop when he passed by my yard. You could have telephoned and eased a lot of misery. Instead, I called myself and said, Happy birthday to me. Then I came home all by myself and lit the candle. Made a wish for you and love that used to be. I unwrapped the tiny package that I bought myself. Then I sang happy birthday to me. 
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.